to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow Earthseed Temple Arts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. Oh, great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. And so we gather in honor of episode 57. We are in this waning moon phase, this last quarter moon phase that began with the Leo new moon. And around that time, we had Mars in Taurus coming to meet Uranus in Taurus and the North Node in Taurus, all within the collective astrology. The North Node's journey in Taurus, which began last year, has awakened us even deeper on a collective level to ask ourselves, what is it that we truly and honestly value in these times? To sit with this question of, what is it that I value? What really matters to me most? in life. This is one of the most deep, profound questions one could ever ask themselves and answer. And since Uranus's shift into Taurus, which began in May of 2018 with that Taurus new moon, so many lunar cycles ago, 
and then fully anchored in in 2019, collectively there has been a lot of upheaval around our collective value systems. And as Uranus and Taurus has reached its midpoint journey beyond its midpoint journey, these are really important questions for us to be asking ourselves on the daily. When we find ourselves getting worried or stressed about the world at large and our personal lives and how we're fitting into it, the guiding point is to always come back and say, what is my value system? And am I, and am I living it? Because if you're living it, that's what matters most. And throughout this rapid roller coaster that we've all been going through, uh, I mean, I've spoken about Uranus and Taurus and how it's the energy with the various great conjunctions that we went through in 2020 and uh, the different shifting of literally what I believe we're having a shifting of the poles of the earth and the polarity of our consciousness, it's like a Rubik's cube that keeps shifting and shifting and shifting. And we're being stretched like taffy and then pulled back together and then stretched out again and then pulled back together. So these times that we're living in require so much from us, more than we could have ever imagined back when we were innocent young children, or perhaps not. You know, I think many of us on some level, whether we're unconscious of it or not, made an agreement to come in this lifetime to really do the heavy lifting that perhaps the previous generations and our lineage were not able to fully do given the collective climate. And so we're here, we're here as these warriors of light on some level. And I know that if you're gathered here in Star Stones and Stories, you're resonating with all of this on some level because you were attracted, you were magnetically brought into this circle. And I just want to say, as we're opening up episode 57, this is coming out a week delayed. I attempted to record it last Friday. However, I had also made a promise to take myself to the ocean to clear my head and to get really centered and aligned with myself. As many of you know, I went on an extensive pilgrimage to Egypt where I brought, I stewarded a, a pilgrimage for a number of amazing women and then continued to travel along with my daughter to England and Wales and came back into my life and the currents that have been very challenging for the last couple of years. And so I needed some time to really get clear on 
where I am in all of this because in the last, I mean, really since 2018, my, my personal life has completely been turned upside down on so many levels. And I had realized that in all of that, I hadn't taken time just for me to step away from my daily routines and just be by myself at the ocean because the circumstances in my life didn't allow for that. And it was a really profound time to do that. So I I got to the beach and it was Friday night and I was like, and it was, it had been raining there. So I couldn't go out like on a full moon walk, which was what I wanted to do. So I was like, great, I'll record my podcast. And I started to record it. And then I was just like, what are you doing? Like you came to be with you and your podcast can wait. Like the people who really follow this work, I I trust, understand that there's humanity here. And as much as I love to deliver to you all and be consistent and show up and follow my word when I say I'm going to deliver a podcast every other Friday and I'm going to send out my Venetian love notes to you every Friday. I know that, uh, you know, we're all human and I have to be a leader in showing my humanity as well. And so day by day, I thought, oh, maybe I'll record it. And I had a lot to say, but then I just really felt that I needed to let the podcast sit for a week and to really tend to myself. And it was good to do that. It was powerful to sit, literally to sit and to just gaze at the water and to not have to talk to anyone, to just be really still and quiet and to allow some of the deeper emotions that I've been carrying in my body to really surface and to allow them to move through. And I've been clearing a lot of grief on a deep conscious level for a number of years So I was pretty surprised with how much more emerged. (laughs) And then I actually wasn't because when I thought about what we're going through collectively and what we're all feeling personally and ancestrally, it makes sense. Like I know that so many of us, myself included, want to get to that place. Like when are we just going to be fully in our joy again? And I do believe a time for that is coming. However, it is so sacred and so important to sit with the darker sides of our emotional selves. The darker sides, meaning not dark as in a negative thing, the the grief and the sadness and the anger and disappointment they speak to parts of ourselves that we're not fulfilled, that we're disappointed, that we're let down. And it is, I think, important to sit with those parts of self 
and to give them a voice and give them space, especially as we are on a collective journey of ancestral healing in a way that I don't believe humanity has been for many, many decades. It it requires a tenderness and a willingness to, to allow that which is uncomfortable to be faced and to move through it. Because when we give space for that, it in the end, it frees us, it liberates us. And that's so much of what Uranus and Taurus wishes to do is to really offer us keys to our own physical liberation, our liberation around our value system, our liberation in connection to Mother Earth, and that which is ultimately truly important. If anyone has lived through a natural disaster, they have seen the force of nature coming through to show them what is most important. If we have a shock in our lives, that shock shakes us awake to that which is most important. And Uranus and Taurus is working to shake each one of us awake to our own unique connections to Mother Earth, to the elements, to the element of air and fire and water and ether. And then also as we consider the Dagara medicine wheel, wheel, the element of mineral, our connection to the stones and the ancient wisdom that lives in the earth and also lives within our own bodies, in our marrow, and our blood, and to this element, this force of nature that really is our connection to the other world. It's hilarious as humans how we're quite often seeking God so far outside of ourselves when God, goddess, source, frequency, consciousness is literally living within us through our breath, through our cellular memory, and in the physical template of the natural world. One of the things I learned from Elder Maladoma Somme in doing numerous immersions with him and having the great honor of sitting in small intimate spaces and hearing him speak, sometimes for quite some time, is how the natural world is so connected to the other world. And literally trees are like portals for these interdimensional, multidimensional beings like the contomble, what is known as the little people and many, many different cultures ranging from elves and fae and dwarves. But for the Dagara, the the contomble travel through trees. And when I when I heard him speak about that, it resonated so deeply and it struck me so deeply because it brought me back to my young self in my 
late teens and early 20s when I was in college at Hampshire in Western Massachusetts. And I went to a school with no grades, no tests, no major. And it was phenomenal. It was amazing. But I'll be honest with you, like my first year, I was struggling because I loved the concept of freedom, but I'd never been given that kind of freedom in my life ever. And I knew my soul wanted it. I knew I was deeply creative, but I had been raised within a system where I had to dot the I's, I had to cross the T's, and I had never been given freedom. Like even in the art classes I took growing up in elementary school and middle school and high school, there was a lot of parameters that was given to me around how I was to express my creativity. In fact, I'll never forget when I was seven in second grade and I drew a self-portrait and I got a C on it. And the teacher told me I didn't do a good enough job. And Later on, when I was 10 in fifth grade and I tried out for chorus, I was one of two people who did not make the choir because I was told my voice was not good enough. And I knew my my higher self, I was so connected even at those ages, which was such a blessing because it allowed me to not take that trauma so, so deep into my body. But I'll be honest, it affected me for many, many years, many years, and a couple of decades. It was hard for me to sing in front of people. I felt highly judged. And it was all because one adult told me I couldn't sing. And that happens to so many of us. However, at that time, my higher self was was like, look, like you've got this, like this is one person's perspective and opinion and all voices matter. And so my point is, is that we've all been through these times in our lives where we have been limited by others and we've been limited by a system. We have been raised within a system, whether you live in the West or the East, the the overculture has penetrated the entire globe of Mother Earth at this time. I think there are very few cultures that have been fully untouched by this overculture. As we're finding our way to our freedom and our creativity, it can be awkward and uncomfortable and In my early days at Hampshire, I really struggled. I struggled socially. I had never been around the kinds of people at large that I was really connecting with. And I didn't feel like I had the adults in my life like really supporting me as I was going through that process. And so like, you know, I I was struggling. And What helped me through some of the darkest times, especially in my first couple of years, was one particular tree. And I would go to this tree and I would sit at the tree and I would climb the tree and I would speak to the tree and I would hug the tree and I would cry to the tree. 
And the tree, the tree and I built a deep connection and I felt her and she spoke to me. And it was at my time there that I made friends with a number of trees on that campus. It's a beautiful plot of land there. So it was really magical and also a really challenging time of my life. And it was the the force of nature that provided the support that I was not finding in the world around me from humans and from the overculture and really from myself. And so that force of nature taught me how to come home to myself and how to believe in myself more and more. And I would say on a deeper level, that was when my spiritual connection opened up in a much more authentic way because I'd been exposed to quite a lot growing up. However, that was when I was really finding my own unique, like deep 12th house one-on-one connection. I believe that the times we're living in are requiring us to be really authentic with ourselves, with our value system, and what matters most in our lives. There's a lot of collective fear that we're running out of resources, that there's not enough. And that is a massive broadcast being emitted from the overculture. And so our job, our duty throughout this sacred dance is to root into our own personal belief systems and our own personal value systems and to build our lives around that, to be a complete congruent connection, a complete thread, and to really learn to start to tune out anything that is not part of that congruent thread. So as we began this lunar cycle, we had the Lion's Gate alignment and we had a beautiful live global gathering for that where I, I spoke about how the Lion's Gate is a true event. It is both, it has astronomical alignments and this year the astrology was also very important around the Lion's Gate as it was in the previous year. And a lot of astrologers this year, it was interesting how collectively there were so many astrologers saying the Lion's Gate is just fluff. And I'm finding more and more, you know, that's kind of like the debate that's happening in the collective is like people are taking stances. And and I think Ultimately, it's really good. It's really healthy. And I think as especially as astrologers, when we say that there's an important alignment, we need to be able to back it because there's a lot of um, fluff out there. There's a lot of uneducated astrology being practiced out there. There's a lot of confusing astrology out there. And so it's a disservice to the many, many people who are becoming interested in this art and science of astrology, and they want to know 
and it's hard to know who or what to trust. So one thing I just want to share is that for from the beginning of time when astrology emerged in ancient Babylon, astrology and astronomy were always one and the same. And I mean, if you think about it, it makes total sense. And they were married for many, many years, all the way up until the time of Kepler. Somehow through time and space, and this is like a whole other topic, so I'm not going to go deep into it at this moment, but these are things I studied in my Master of Arts in Cultural Astronomy and Astrology, my degree that I just got. I actually literally got the paper degree in the mail this week, and it's quite beautiful from the University of Wales. What I want to say is that Astrology got distorted, like so many of these sacred hermetic arts got distorted. And all of the mystery school teachings got distorted, and they're still distorted. There's a lot of distortion out there. And social media is great because it helps spread the word, but it also spreads a lot of distortions. And so the times that we're living in, especially with Neptune and Pisces, require for deep discernment an ability to really see through everything you're reading, everything you're hearing, everything you're taking in, and feel the frequency of it. Does it feel authentic? Does the the channel that is sharing it feel grounded and authentic and rooted? Or does it feel like it's coming from an agenda? Because if it feels like it's coming from an agenda, it probably is. And the truth is we can all carry agendas, you know, like none of us are perfect. And that's why these times are so intense because it's requiring us to really be in our practice and be rooted and be grounded to keep our channels clear so that we can come through in authenticity and integrity at all times. However, we're all going to make mistakes and that's also okay. So I, I was fascinated how this year around the Lion's Gate, how there was so much debate. But as we go back in history, astronomy and astrology were always married. And so, yes, the Lion's Gate is a real event. And we could say it's a real astrological event because it is a true astronomical event every single year for the times that we're living in. The heliacal rising of Sirius happens around August 8th. In fact, this year from the Giza Plateau, it was at um, 4.52 a.m., on August 8th, 2022, Sirius rose. If you were standing in between the paws of the Sphinx, you would have seen Sirius rise. And, and that's pretty phenomenal. This is an astronomical event. And this year, the astrology happening around it was really significant because we had that Mars-Uranus-North Node square it is like a wormhole frequency. And this Lion's Gate opened up an opportunity for each one of us to really take on a new layer of our personal evolution to 
help raise the vibration of our earth, which in turn means doing our own inner work, our own ancestral healing so that we can literally lighten the load of the earth. And as we do that, that is ultimately in service to the collective. The greatest work any of us can do in these times is to do our own inner deep work. And so that means like working through fear and grief and anger and transforming any kind of low vibrations that might be be carried within the body, transforming it into that alchemical gold. And sometimes that means sitting with what's really uncomfortable and facing it and going through it and feeling it. So for the Egyptians, Sirius, also known as Sabtet, is an extremely important star. And we could say every star out there that we see is actually a sun. And these are homes of supernatural higher consciousness and we know that the egyptians held sirius in high esteem as they did orion orion in mythology is known to be the home of osiris wasir and sirius sabtet is known to be the home of great mother isis isis Oset. Iset. When we look to the Roman time of Egypt, Clement Alexandrinus spoke about how the ancient Egyptians had such advanced knowledge of astronomy and that when it came to ancient Egyptians' wisdom on astronomy, they had a complete list of fixed stars. They understood the phenomena of the sun and the moon and had a great understanding of the geography and the five planets and had multiple calendars that they were working from to track time. So in those ancient Egyptian times, Sirius would rise, the heliacal rise, was closer to the 26th of July, which is also very interesting because if one is to consider the Mayan calendar, that is the new year after the day out of time, which is the 25th of July. And for the Egyptians, on one level of their calendar, the 26th of July opened up a new planetary year, a new galactic evolution. And in these times that we're living in, 20 in the 2020s, the heliacal rise because of the way the earth shifts is now on August 8th or close to. And so for many of us who track this, we see this Lionsgate portal really being the, the peak of it from the 8th of August to the 12th of August. And as you look, you know, you walk through the Giza Plateau where the Great Pyramid of Khufu, Khafre, and Minioaki live and breathe, literally live and breathe. These are living, breathing, conscious portals 
that are transmitters, that are receivers of light codes for the Earth, from the Earth, from other star systems. These pyramids are healing chambers that have so many purposes. And so, yeah, this is an important day and it's a it's a real day. And as we're at this last quarter moon right now in this Leo season, we're bringing the Leo season to a close and it is time. You know, it's really time for us to circle back into our heart and to connect to our portal of truth, to connect to the high heart and to see the heart as that sacred time travel device, to have the courage to be in your authenticity because what has been so unique to this year's Lionsgate, like I said, is that wormhole the powerful shifts, the genius potential. It is like time bending, time folding, a massive reset with the Mars, how we move energy forward, Uranus, new concepts, new ideas, liberation, and the North Node, our collective destiny. This happening, squaring the Leo sun and has really brought in a potential for great karmic clearing for unexpected shifts in our direction and to shake us awake. And one of the things I've been sharing around this lion's gate that I want you to just really take in is that this this period that we're in right now, and it, it's still alive for you as you're listening right now, is very much essential for laying the foundation for the next five years. I mean, I want to invite you to take a moment and imagine where are you going to be in 2027? Have you thought about that? Like, what what do you want to be doing with your life? Who do you want to be surrounded by? What kind of land are you going to be on? What kind of water are you near? What do you do in your day-to-day time? This is a powerful time to vision, to vision yourself within the next year, but also five years from now, particularly. As you consider yourself in the next five years, consider through this wormhole astrology that is almost like an eclipse itself that 2027 is already here. And so in 2027, the outer planet landscape is going to look completely different than it does now. We will have Saturn and Aries, Uranus and Gemini, Neptune and Aries, and Pluto and Aquarius. So we have that fire and air energy, whereas right now we have Saturn and Aquarius Uranus and Taurus, Neptune and Pisces, and Pluto and Capricorn. And we're coming out of this more dense Earth time for like the the social planets, Jupiter and Saturn. They've been in this long Earth cycle. This is something I spoke about in episodes 16 and 17. And I also, it was part of what I wrote my dissertation on 
for my master's was about the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in 2020 and how astrologers through mundane astrology have been tracking this for so long. But these cycles, these when they meet up, when Jupiter and Saturn meet up and they're in Earth cycles, there's a, a deeper density to the culture at large. And we're now in this new air cycle. And that is what is taking us into this age of greater technology. Once Uranus enters Gemini, our technology is going to speed up beyond what we can even imagine at this moment. And once Neptune is in Aries, that fire, that passion, that rashness, it, you know, it's gonna, things are gonna get interesting. And so right now we have a moment to anchor into our values. This is your time to lay the foundation lay it in a good way, lay it in a conscious way, like know what you really stand for and build your life around that. So when 2027 gets here, you are proud of what you are creating and you know that the structural integrity is as flawless as you could have made it. You know you've done your best. You know you've considered Mother Earth and the elements at all times. And you've been in conversation with those great elemental forces. And that's why when we consider these cosmologies like ancient Egypt and the heliacal rise of Sirius, that's why we lean into that wisdom because the Neteru, the word for the gods and goddesses, Neter literally means nature. And what the ancient Egyptians were sharing for us, that what they left behind was a deep reverence and a connection to the land and to the earth and an honoring of the cycles of the earth, like a deep, real, true, authentic connection. It can look from the outside like it's all about this mythology and the dance of the gods and the goddesses, and it is. But ultimately, they're all one. They're all the myriad faces of nature, which in my humble opinion, that's what all of the religions are speaking to before we got into the monotheistic culture that is really telling us there's one God and it's outside of us and it's, you know, we could go into all the layers, but there, it's, it's from a place of authority and all of that belief, which has truth in it. There's truth in all religions. There's truth in all beliefs. However, we're in a time where whatever it is you're practicing, like you want it to bring you closer to your truth and authenticity. And that is going to be what is the most important. And for Many people on the planet, that is a form of monotheistic religion. And I think that that's beautiful. I 
was married to a rabbi. I've traveled in Muslim cultures and witnessed that devotion and that reverence. And I grew up being initiated into different forms of Christianity. I've dabbled in areas, arenas of all of monotheism. And so I have respect. I also have respect for the animism of connecting to nature. And I think that where we are in the world is that we want to be very open, to be curious, to know that everyone's going to connect in their own authentic way. And that's really what's important is that they're connecting to something, to some higher force. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it's, it's a true source point because there can be distortions even in these higher forces, these higher realms. So as we consider Sothis, Sabtet, and this holiacal rising of the brilliant star Sirius, this is a time where today we can, we can allow this to be alive for us. There's been a rebirth. And in fact, here in Asheville, the holiacal rise of Sirius took place on the 13th of August. So it's just coming and for people on the west coast of California, I, I didn't look at the date, but it's probably closer to the 17th of August. So what I'm hoping this awakens within you is somewhere where you can feel a greater growing alliance with the stars out there, the suns out there, and that these are alliances through your own starry families. And as we journey through star stones and stories, it is a prayer that each one of us can go the distance in these times. As we're truly entering, we have entered, we're living within a quantum field right now. I mean, we could say 2027 is already here through quantum time and space. And so what are you doing with your life? Where is it aligned? And in that, there's so much acceleration happening in our daily lives, but also in our physical bodies. We're becoming more and more light, which means that connection to daily practice is so important. And I really hope that you're signed up for my Venetian love notes because part of what I've been working on in this month of August and I'm getting ready to deliver is a beautiful gift for all of my readers about daily practice and how you can cultivate one that's very simple and that is your own unique practice. So if you're not receiving those, please take a moment. You can click within the show notes and you'll see where you can click and sign up to receive those love letters that come out once a week. Because we're clearing so much trauma and also simultaneously opening up to these higher vibrations of creation that we just haven't been available to be aware of because we've been 
so dense here on earth and we're becoming more and more light as the body of earth is letting go shedding the distortions and the discordant energy things that have been deeply buried within the earth they're coming out of our bodies they're coming out of the earth's and so this shedding also creates a space where that's why it's important to have time for stillness to have time to process to clear the emotions to be willing to go into the parts of our psyche where there is a lot of question where there's a lot of lack of clarity and to allow that to transmute to allow that fear to transmute because it really comes everything is either love or fear on this planet so it's a form of fear and allow yourself to purge that within yourself as you're purging that within yourself you're opening up to these higher vibrations so that you can be in service to true love true light like the the truth of it you can literally radiate it from within when you're at a space where you're radiating that from within you become magnetic and everything that you need to survive and thrive here on earth magnetically comes to you it's it's very swift and it can be very seamless so part of our transition right now is to clear that dross personally and as you are committed to clearing your dross as i'm committed to clearing my dross we are together raising that collective frequency so the earth is able to transmute the dross we're all working in symbiosis and that is what true ascension is ascension is not leaving the planet ascension is not leaving your body please we we need to be in our bodies our bodies these are divine holy temples and the body will never lie your body is your greatest ally your body will always protect you. If you don't feel safe around someone, there's a reason, right? If you don't feel good about something, there's a reason. The most primal, important thing we can do in these times is to learn how to come into our bodies and to feel our body's truth and to listen to that. And so what this true ascension process is as we're going into this time where we're shifting where these outer planets are going from water and earth into air and fire we're literally purifying our bodies literally into light frequency so this is a very exciting time and i know that this leo season has it's been a lot for us. Like there's been a lot of expansion. There's been a lot of reset. And there's also been a lot of like, like really deep stuff coming up that we thought like, wow, you know, I thought I had already cleared that. And then there's like this whole other layer. So I just, you know, in this episode, 
my prayer is to really from from my heart to to just encourage you to keep up on the path i know that some days it feels really brutal being in this human body i want to remind you that your body is the most holiest gift you've been given in this lifetime it is your living temple of light it may not always feel like a temple of light there are so many things we're navigating in this world of being human in 2022 from the toxins in the food and the water and the air and the emf radiation and you know 5g and just all the things, you know, trying to keep up with our finances, working to live our passions, raising the next generations in a way where we weren't even taught how to do it by our own parents and our own elders, and just longing, so deeply longing for the village, right? Longing for our communities, our people, longing for elders, longing for mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers and aunties and uncles and longing for playgrounds that are really safe where like they're not sprayed with pesticides and weird chemicals and I mean it's just so much being human right now and I want to be that voice to say you've got this we've got this We just got to keep coming back to the body and keep burning off the dross and allowing what wants to move through you to move through you because it's not always going to feel like this. We are coming to a place where things are going to start to get lighter and brighter. And so this is the time to really do our deep foundational work to move through any emotional chaos, paranoia and fear to move through it with the breath, with meditation, with chanting, with sound frequency, with light and color frequency. We are in the Aquarian age. This is an age of experience. It is an age where the language is astrology and where frequency is everything. And so your job is to know yourself, know thyself, so that you can feel what you're feeling. You can feel what your body is telling you and you know, and so you know how to move forward in this world. So I just want to remind you, again, make sure you're receiving the Venetian love notes. You can sign up in the bio, and I want to share just a couple of events I have coming up, and then we're going to speak about some more astrological aspects. On the 23rd of August, I'm offering a Mars Masterclass. This is a Tuesday evening, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. It is virtually being taught and it will be recorded. Mars is shifting into Gemini on this Saturday. And Mars is going to be in Gemini all the way through March of 2023. So I am offering a live global teaching so that you can help to discern within your own life, your own chart, what the twins wish to offer you with this Mars in Gemini and this 
really important retrograde that we have coming up that's going to take us through the end of the year. We have a lot of retrogrades that start, they start next month and well, they're already already here. I mean, we've got Saturn retrograde, Uranus is about to go retrograde, we have Chiron retrograde. But by the time we get to October, there's a lot of retrograde motion, including Mercury and Mars. And that Mars retrograde is going to take place throughout the entire end of the year through eclipse season. This is this is where we say buckle up buttercups. You know, it's I I know we don't want to hear this, but it's going to get a little bumpy. So I want you to be fully aligned with how to work with this Mars frequency. And this is super important in this year of Hieroscamos. We've been talking about this all year long. This is the year of the lovers and year of Hieroscamos. And so Mars retrograde in Gemini is going to really assist each one of us with working with that Hieroscamos energy. And I want you to be as conscious as you can uh, to be prepared. And then on the 26th of August, I'm offering for the locals in Appalachia, the Virgo Dark Moon Women's Wisdom Council in West Asheville. And then from the 26th through the 31st of August, I am opening up the pre-registration for my Celestial Arts Foundational Astrology course. And I hope you're going to sign up and join. I've <laughs> This has been many, many, many moons coming. I've been wanting to birth this. I do struggle a little bit with perfectionism. I will admit it. I've got four planets in Virgo. Three of them are in the 12th house. It is, it is not easy. It is not easy with a strong 12th house. I have been working so hard with building this course for you all. There's so much I want to offer you and I have like a whole vision. We're going to start with the basics because as I've said, you know, astrology is a language. You don't learn French by, you know, just starting off conjugating verbs. You know, you've got to like start with the basics. So we're going to start with the basics. I think this fall is the perfect time to do it. I'm actually going to do it in honor of Mercury retrograde, which I know, you know, some people will be like, oh my gosh, Mercury retrograde, you're going to teach, like you're going to launch something. And it's like, yeah, I am because Mercury rules the hermetic arts. Mercury is Thoth to Huti. And when we go into that retrograde retrograde space, we get really liminal. So it's going to be a beautiful time to circle up together to study astrology. Please, again, make sure you're receiving the Venusian love notes. And if you come to the Mars Masterclass, you're going to have a special opportunity to receive a special gift if you, you know, if you're called to sign up for this foundational astrology course. Finally, starting in mid-September, I will be offering for the locals here in Appalachia a Be Your Own Healer yoga meditation sound bath series, which will be on Mondays from 6 to 8 p.m. from mid-September and take us into mid-October. So stay tuned. If you're called to support this work, I invite you. There's many ways you can do it. One is investing in yourself in a divination 
working with your astrology, if you've never had an opportunity to look in depth into your natal chart, I have two different options. I have an in-depth session and a mini natal session, and those are really important places to start. If you're if you feel like your budget cannot afford that, there are drop-in sessions that are available and you can also add on tarot. And if you feel seasoned with knowing your natal chart, the seed of potential of who you are, there are so many other ways to approach astrology once you really know that foundation. There's a lot we can look at and explore together. Astrology is so phenomenal and I'm so grateful for this craft. It has been a constant in my life since I was 13, 14, and it has helped me understand myself and the people around me and the collective and just my place here on earth and in the cosmos through time and space. So if you are called to support the work in other ways, you can also send a donation through Venmo at Rama Tribe, R-A-M-A-T-R-I-B-E. And also I have a Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Rama Tribe, where you can look at some of the different offerings there and how you might want to help support this process, these star stones and stories transmissions to continue to come your way. You know, we had that super full moon, lunar Lamas with the Aquarius full moon that was on Thursday of last week. It was conjunct Saturn. So there was, it was literally tight as a T, T square, lots of tension, allowing us to really see full on where the changes need to be made. And as I mentioned, today is the last quarter moon. It is in Taurus. So we're in that final phase of the moon as the moon prepares to go into the dark moon. And this is a time of looking back, looking back at the intentions we seeded with the Leo new moon and seeing what feels aligned and what we want to take with us into the next lunar cycle and seeing what does not align with our values and what it's time to just pull up and put in the compost. This is all about how are we tending our garden, our inner landscape. And as I mentioned, on Saturday, August 20th at 3.56 a.m., that's Eastern Daylight Time, we have Mars shifting into Gemini. Now, Mars is all about how we move energy forward, how we take action, how we take initiative, Mars is our willpower. It is our vitality. And there's so much to share about this transit. It's very important, as I mentioned, because we will have Mars in Gemini until March of 2023. Mars will go retrograde October 30th and be retrograde all the way until the 12th of January. And Mars will enter that pre-retrograde shadow on the 3rd of September. So it's very, it's just around the corner. So we're just about to enter the Mars retrograde time and we'll already be in the Mercury retrograde shadow. And so retrogrades are, as I mentioned, you know, when these planets go retrograde, they, they take us deeper within And so Mars retrograde really is going to be asking us, 
How are we using our life force? How are we using our will and vitality? What are you using your life force for? What do you do with your energy all day? You know, I hear so many people saying, oh, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to take care of myself. I don't have time to make art. I don't have time to make love. And then I say, okay, how how often are you scrolling on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, you know, TikTok, whatever like social media app they're scrolling on? And a lot of these people will smile because then it's like, oh, I mean, if you get your weekly screen report, you can see how much time you've spent on a device. And so I think we can all know that we have time. We've all, we are all given time in our lives and in our days. And we get to choose how we're spending our time. That is our value system right there. If you say, you know, my value system is to be one with the earth, (laughs) to offer the earth appreciation. And, you know, I'm going to go out and hike and whatever, you know, whatever the things are. But then in actuality, what you're doing is you're spending the majority of your day cooped up in a car, sitting in front of a computer and scrolling on a device and maybe shoveling some food into your mouth a couple of times just so your blood sugar stays balanced. What you've said and what you're doing are actually two very different things. And so on an intellectual level, your value system might be something much different. But on a physical mundane level of what you're actually doing with your physical body in time and space is something completely different. And I say this, I mean, I have been there. (laughs) Like I just finished grad school. I spent a lot of time on a computer much more time than I had wanted to. And that's part of the reason why really since 2020, I've been so spotty on social media and I've been more and more just taking more time for myself to be outdoors, to slow down, to be in nature, and to take the pressure off myself to meet certain imposed deadlines so that my value system is congruent with what I'm doing in time and space. So Mars, Mars retrograde is offering us a time, a portal, a literal window of time from September through January of 2023 to say, okay, you know, I'm traveling this part of your chart what do you want to do with it? What are you going to do about it? How are you going to align deeper into your value system? And there's a lot of spiritual, ancient kind of frequencies tied in with this Mars and Gemini journey and the retrograde. And I'll, again, I'll speak more about that in the Global Teaching the Mars Masterclass, which is going to be Tuesday. Uh, the 23rd of August. I hope you'll join us. 
And I also want to say I never turn people away. I don't like advertise this on print in my website, but um, if you want to attend a teaching and you're not able to pay the full investment, please always feel free to send a message and I will make sure we can get you in and it's affordable for you. Um, and that goes for all of my readings, all of my offerings. And the only place I'm not able to make that adjustment is on pilgrimage because the pilgrimage piece is such a massive investment. And quite often I am alongside of you investing for those journeys. So my my long-term vision is to get to a place where I have a juicy scholarship fund where I can also offer scholarships for people to journey on pilgrimage who would not otherwise be able to fully afford it. So that is like a long-term vision of mine. And I have been able to offer it in the past on a couple of pilgrimages, but it's not something I've been able to swing every single pilgrimage. And as I'm growing with the Earth Seed Temple Arts and as I'm developing a team of support, then these things will come more into fruition. And so there's more to share about all of that in due time. But I just want to say there's a lot going on behind the scenes to really strengthen the foundations of Earthseed Temple Arts and to make everything work more smooth and uh, succinct so that my energy is going exactly where it needs to and I have the support that I haven't had in the past years so that this vision and mission can grow through the Aquarian Age and and really be of serv- service for so many people because I hear from so many of you such amazing messages and I, I love it when you send your messages in about how you're touched by these episodes. It means a lot to me because I'm human like you and so I also go through dark times and challenges and intensity and times where I question, is is this worth my time? Am, am I actually, what I'm investing here, is it actually supporting people? And so when I hear your stories, it's very affirming. And that's why I really see this podcast. It, it's like a ceremonial community that we're building here I don't see this as just an opportunity for me to throw a bunch of information to you. It's an opportunity to come and sit together in sacred space. I sit here at the feet of my ancestors and I share deeply from my heart and I'm very careful about what I craft to bring into these episodes in a prayer that it is something that feeds your soul as it's feeding mine simultaneously. So we enter Virgo season on the 22nd of August, and the sun shifts into the sign of Virgo. That's Monday, the 22nd at 11, 16 p.m. It's a time where we want to come deeper into our body temple 
that awareness of how this is holy space. It's a good time of year to pause and ask yourself, like, how am I taking care of my physical body? Am I drinking enough? Am I eating foods that really nourish me, that I digest well? Am I sleeping enough? Am I getting enough movement? And, you know, life is a dance. It's a harmony. We all go through periods where we're not eating the right foods or we're not drinking enough or we're not exercising enough. And we just make adjustments. It's not about beating ourselves up. That part of Virgo gets overly dramatized in pop astrology. And it's real and it's true. I mean, Virgos can be highly self-critical and very hard on themselves. I mean, I can raise my hand to that because I've got four planets in Virgo and three of them are personal planets. So I get this on a deep, deep level, very deep. (laughs) And like, this is also why it's kind of like back to school season you know, for the for for so many, especially in the northern hemisphere, we're entering and we're coming into fall soon. It's like time to study, time to like prepare our bodies for winter, and like you know, it's a good time of year to cleanse or like get rid of things. Like all the things we've been talking about in this episode are totally helping you prepare for Virgo season. And then on the 24th of Wednesday, Uranus goes retrograde at 18 degrees, 55 arc minutes at 9.54 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And so this comes to 19 degrees Taurus. And the Sabian symbol for this is a new continent rising out of the ocean. It is a newly formed continent rising majestically from the ocean how when the mind has been emptied and light has been called upon to purify the consciousness, it may be freed from attachment and contamination so that a new release of life may emerge out of the infinite ocean of potential, the virgin space. And I think that's so fitting because we will literally have just had the sun shift into Virgo and Virgo connects to the virgin. And I actually see Virgo also very much connected to great mother Isis because I see Virgo as like this celestial frequency of Ma. And the virgin has been so misunderstood through time and space. Virgin is one who is sovereign over their body, over their domain, Virgin is one who makes their own rules and knows how to move through time and space. And so with Uranus shifting retrograde, it is a possibility to look to the past, to look to the future. How can you transmute any past glories into something brand new that takes your breath away? How can you reconstitute what has happened and create new patterns, new waves of thought to shift. This is the practice of the alchemist to shift that dross, that dark matter into the alchemical gold. And Uranus and Taurus wants to help us with that through this retrograde. 
what we've spoken about our values. This is such a key time to anchor into your value system. And if you like to work with stones, Peridot is very aligned with 19 degrees Taurus. It's also known as olivine. I personally call it Peridot. And in my course, Earth Seed, we talk a lot about Peridot. It is the stone that we pair with the heart chakra. And the heart chakra is the space of our time travel device, as our heart is the only organ within Taoist philosophy that allows us to travel through time and space. And when we consider the main seven chakras in the physical body, the heart is the bridge. It is the bridge between the lower chakras and the upper chakras. And we also have this divide happening on the planet right now, right? Like we've got the divide between what we could say the 3D earthers who are like so focused on the material world. All they care about is their crypto balance and, you know, having like five properties and their luxury car, whatever the thing is, right? Or, you know, the flip side could be someone who's really, you know, maybe not at that status of luxury, but they're so focused in their daily life on how to get there. They're working, working, working so hard. They're so in those lower chakras. And then on the flip side, we've got like the 5D earthers who are like, imbibing on plant medicine every week, like going from ceremony to ceremony, really up in their upper chakras, but not actually in the physical body at all. I'm obviously giving extremes of both. I just want to be clear. I'm I'm painting a picture. It's a metaphor. Please don't take me literally. But point is, is that we really don't want to be either of those we want, as we're coming into this Virgo season, as we're aligning deeper with our values, as we're honoring Uranus, going retrograde in Taurus, preparing for this important fall retrograde season that brings us into eclipse season, that brings us to the completion of the year of Hieroskamos, this is the time to anchor into our values, to anchor into our bodies. And so through the heart, through Peridot at that heart chakra, we can deeply root to the earth as we open and connect to our three lower chakras. And we can also draw upon that cosmic consciousness as we're in our upper chakras. However, we're always coming in through the heart and we're always anchored to the earth and that is what is so key. So this Uranus retrograde is offering us a, a space to traverse newfound lands and for spirit to provide you with every opportunity to succeed. And finally, we have on the 25th of Thursday, Mercury shifting into the sign of Libra, also preparing for retrograde season. So we're going to close out this episode here. I have new meditations I want to deliver to you all in future episodes. However, for now, we are where we are with the journey and there will be more coming. And you can expect episode 58 to be delivered Friday, 
the 26th of August. And so until then, merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be to the east, to the south, to the west, to the north. May there be peace to all directions, deep into the heart of Mother Earth and out throughout the cosmos. And may that peace thread straight through your chamber of truth, the portals of your heart. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Ashe. Please take a moment and prepare for meditation. So pause here if you're not able to dive in with us and check out the timestamp. Come back around and you'll find yourself seated or lying down, all of your biological needs tended to. devices turned off, all of distractions preempted so you can be fully present here and now. And so taking your seat or coming to lie down, allow the breath to expand in and out through the lungs. And as you're breathing, allow the breath to sink you deeper and deeper so that the weight of gravity anchors you and you feel so held here and now. And with each breath, every cell of your being, every particle of your blood, every muscle, every bone, every joint, Every hair just becomes more and more relaxed. And you allow yourself to sink deeper and deeper into this stillness, into this complete relaxation. That beautiful relaxation starts to move through all of you like this ambrosial nectar from the other world covering your full body and as you do so you just allow yourself from the palms of your hands and the soles of your feet and the base of your spine to anchor deep down all the way down deep deep down into the core of mother earth where beautiful great-grandmother hematite is ready to welcome you and all of your ancestors are gathered and you trust that the healthy well ancestors are really guiding this ancestral space so you just feel the backing of all of your ancestors including your bloodline your soul ancestors your star ancestors 
You feel this magnitude of collective wisdom here. And with this grounding and anchoring, you also feel yourself connected to the heart of the Great Mother. And as you're connected to the heart of the Great Mother, you find yourself swimming in this vast cosmic sea. This vast cosmic sea, you're swimming and swimming. Perhaps you're swimming over waves and under waves. Perhaps you're all the way under the water. Just notice where you are and continue to swim. And wherever you are, you find yourself diving down really, really deep. And you come to the gate of this beautiful temple. And as you swim through the gate of this beautiful temple, you come and you enter within this pyramid. And you find that you are easily breathing here as you're underwater in this temple and you're swimming but you can also walk you're able to move in whatever way you wish and this temple is filled with a beautiful crystalline floor that has very dark blue, gray, green spaces and then flashes of the most blue, red, gold light. And as the flashes appear, you see lights and frequencies move about the space. And you come to sit or lie down in the center of the pyramid on this labradorite floor you come lie down or sit and you begin to meditate here and as you meditate you find within the palm of each hand appears the most beautiful sphere of labradorite this beautiful soft palm stone that feels timeless and anchoring all at once. And as you hold these stones within the palms of your hands and you begin to breathe and relax even deeper, the cells of your being begin to merge with the cells of these stones and the being of this ancient temple, this labradorescence, And you find that you're able to begin to perceive the memories that have been placed within these stones, the timelines. And as you're breathing and visioning, you come to the great awareness that it was you in other forms, spaces, and places that placed these memories within these stones and as you're holding these vast record keepers in the palms of your hands 
you bow to the wisdom as you merge your DNA with the DNA of this crystal and you find yourself in this vast cosmic ocean in this light temple you see within your mind's eye within this pyramid you see the light shifting so many different colors and forms and you find that you have this ability to heal, to grow, anything you desire here and now. You can heal entire planets and star systems. You can heal entire populations and lineages. You can heal entire cities and outcomes. And with your magnificence, with the codes of wisdom you carry here and now, you journey through your mind's eye, activating deep within Mother Earth the grids through the crystals and the grids through your body. You feel the determination, the elegance, the courage, the high intelligence. You feel this potency here and now, and you know that you are protected in this work. You have ancient, ancient protection moving all around you and grounding you and rooting you. So you continue to journey and witness and vision, holding the highest frequency as you understand this is a great responsibility to do this work and you honor it. And when you feel complete, you place the stones down and if not already, you come to lie down on the floor of this temple and immediately you feel this force, the spiral force move through your body and you become a vacuum of light and you spiral up and out through the filaments of light of this temple. You spiral up and out and you spiral up and out immediately into your physical body, your human body temple and you arrive in the center of your mind's eye, your third eye space. You arrive and you seed this timeline, this story in your mind's eye here and now. And as a form of confirmation, you take three long, deep breaths. And as you continue to breathe, 
you begin to wiggle through the fingers and the toes and circle through the wrists and the ankles. You rub together the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet. And then you take your hands to your eyes and you cup your eyes and you breathe long, deep breaths here. And then you hug your knees into your chest and you rock side to side. And then you rock front to back. And you continue to rock, perhaps coming all the way up to your seat or you roll to your right side and push your way up to sit. And you take a moment, you take your right hand to your womb space, your left hand to your heart. You focus at the third eye. You hold within the third eye and within the heart and within your womb space. All beings, regardless of gender, have this womb cave of creation. You seed within these three grails the wisdom of this journey. You imprint it with benevolent intelligence and possibility. And you say, I am a vibrational match to all of my desires. I am a vibrational match to all of my desires. I am a vibrational match to all of my desires. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. Blessed be.
I'd like to share this prayer with you to close our circle. Prayer for stability. I stand today and for all times as a wise and loving adult in this world. I trust myself and I trust in the goodness in all hearts. I hold love and stability in this world and fashion my life accordingly. I honor and respect those who may be fearful and recognize that many are still young. I will live with my eyes, ears, and heart open. I will build the life I came to build. And so it is. Dive in with me at earthseedtemplearts.com and you can follow me on Instagram at earthseedtemplearts. Thank you so much for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we as individuals awaken to the reality that each one of us is a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth crystallize your medicine.